episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there, from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. While it's common to worry about teens abusing alcohol and illegal substances, something that parents often don't consider is the rise in teens abusing over-the-counter medications. The rise in this activity is likely due to how easy and inexpensive it really is to acquire these substances, as well as how much social media is promoting it and really providing ideas to our teens on how to use these substances to get high. This is a really serious concern and something to consider if you're raising adolescents. So here to talk with us today about this rising concern is the team from Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare. So today we have Danielle Collins-Facto, Licensed Program Supervisor. We have Kristen Martin, Certified Prevention Specialist, and Michelle Morgan-Jackson, also a Certified Prevention Specialist. So hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we're happy to have you guys here. So before we get started, Kristen, can you share with us a little bit about Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare? Like, what are the services you guys provide? And tell us a little bit about your program. Well, the prevention program provides free resources and training with a wide variety of topics from obviously like over-the-counter machines, drug abuse, suicide, coping skills, different mental health disorders. We're kind of the informational piece of the Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare. I also kind of call us the one-stop shop. You can get telehealth. We have a pharmacy on site, licensed therapists and groups. So we really can provide all our services under one roof, which is really convenient especially during these days where COVID's an issue and travel and finances can be a problem for people. So we really want to reach as many people as we possibly can. Wow. Okay. So you guys are, I mean, you provide lots of services and it sounds like really a lot of informative information to the community. Yeah. Okay, great. So Michelle, let's start by discussing when we think about this concern of over-the-counter substances, what are some of these commonly abused products and what are some of the trends with this right now? Well, well, what we are seeing right now is that one in two youth ages 12 to 17 have this cough medicine to get high. And one in four teenagers know someone who has abused an over-the-counter medicine. Now, generally, over-the-counter medicine are safe and effective if prescribed by a primary care physician and, of course, follow the um, instruction of the label. Now, one of the medication in particular that we are really concerned about when it's related to the over-the-counter medication or one that's containing the dextromethorphin DXM, the active ingredients found in majority of these over-the-counter cough and flu medicine. And this type of drug misuse is particularly concerning, even the easy access to having these products and believing, of course, the myth that, you know, it provides a safe high, which it doesn't. 
Now, as it relates to some common, there are more than over a hundred of over-the-counter medication containing DXA. And a few of them, for tip of my head, you can say, well, Tobotussin is one, Sundafed is another, NyQuil, and of course, oftentimes we miss look or overlook caffeine, which you can find in the energy drink that most of our teenagers will be drinking. So these are just a few examples of what we're seeing out there. And when you say that there's this thought that it's safe and it's really not, what are some of those, what are some of the risk factors of that? What, what are we seeing happening when these substances are being abused? Well, for the most part, when these substances are being used, you find that you see a teenager, they have like dilated pupils, slurred speech, there's confusion. And sometimes there may be changes in their behaviors, whether they're changes in friends, physical activities, and sometimes their appearances. Okay. okay, so Kristen, let's talk about how can we keep our homes safe? So we know that these products are so easy to acquire and we know that they are relatively inexpensive. And so this creates such a bigger risk factor around these products. Mm-hmm. What are some steps that parents can do to keep their home safe? So one of the major issues is not being stored properly. So you want to make sure it's in a high-up cabinet. Part of our initiative is to provide lockboxes to the public to make sure their medication is locked up. So that's something really important for parents to remember. You want to make sure you check the expiration. That's it's an easy way to stay safe in your household. So it's recommended that every six months you go through all the medications. And just to alleviate how many medications, because it can pile up really easy, especially with over-the-counter medications. It's like, okay, well, we want to have a couple on hand with kids, but you want to make sure you discard those expired medications. Another thing that's really important, the holidays are coming up. People are going to have people in their homes that usually aren't there. It's super, super important to make sure that even your guests have their medications in a higher place, not on the floor. You don't want kids, especially, you know, kids who are crawling or walking or even pets to get into those medications in people's suitcases. And also another thing that, you know, we've all been guilty of at some point or another when we were kids or now that we're parents is make sure that you use the correct dosage. It's really easy to think, okay, one teaspoon, I'm going to use a household spoon. Don't do that. You want to make sure that you utilize whatever measuring device came with the medication and it can get kind of annoying especially with kids because they pile up those little plastic cups are kind of all over the place but you want to make sure that you use those okay absolutely yeah and that's an interesting point that you make about building up the products because i'm even thinking about through covid you know over the last couple of years a lot of us were really stocking up you know, out of fear of their not being available. And so that, yeah, that's a great point that it's been probably a lot more accessible to kids than can agree. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Danielle, what are some warning signs of abuse? So how can we be aware of potentially this is a concern we need to look into? What we notice is that there's changes in mood or behavior, you know, outside of the norm kind of teen, you know, experience. So you may notice that maybe there's changes in their appetite or sleep. Maybe they're isolating. Maybe you notice that they're being more secretive than other times. They may have a loss of interest or participation in things that they once enjoyed doing. You might notice irritability and, you know, if you're wondering whether or not they're intoxicated, that 
could look different depending on what they've taken and or how much. There could be erratic behaviors. You could notice that they're lethargic, which that would be concerning. Their pupils could be dilated. So, you know, as a parent, I would just I would just encourage parents to trust their gut, you know, right. keep those senses open, you know, pay attention, start these conversations, you know, at a young age when things are good, you know, just kind of like a casual conversation. But certainly if you're concerned, I think, you know, sitting down with your teen and letting them know, I'm worried about you. I've noticed that, you know, you've been isolating. I noticed that you're not playing basketball with Johnny anymore. Tell me what's going on. I'm here to support you. Yeah, those open conversations are crucial in creating a safety, the environment of the home being a safe place where those conversations can take place. And to Kristen's earlier point, even about using the correct measuring tools, role modeling that for your children, I'm sure is also something that you talk with parents about is what is the example they're setting? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think, you know, I can't encourage parents enough to start young, you know, There's appropriate ways to have these conversations with toddlers, you know, younger children and then working into the teen years. And then you're providing a safe space for your teenager to come to you when there may be concerns. And so is a lot of the work that you guys do spreading awareness around this, do you do a lot of work with parents directly of really this psychoeducation piece around this? We offer um, a lot of presentations and trainings to the community to increase awareness regarding this topic and many others. And our CIBH prevention website contains all of that information. Okay, great. So yes, and Kristen, can you tell us where listeners can find out more about you guys and more about the services that you provide? So if you go to our website, which is CIBHprevention.com, we have a calendar. We have a lot of amazing resources for parents and for kids. We have some even some COVID stuff on there because it's still an issue right now. So it's really important not to forget about that. And I also wanted to mention the poison control hotline because sometimes you may be at the point of an emergency and it's not the time to talk. It's the time to react to a crisis situation. And the poison control hotline is 800-222-1222. And you can also chat with them online at poison.org. That is great information. Thank you so much, Kristen. And this is such an important topic because as I mentioned in the introduction, a lot of parents are keeping their eye out for alcohol or for illegal substances. But this is something, a, a rising trend that is happening so easily in any home right now. Thank you guys all so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And also make sure to write, rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining in this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.